it the company way Wherever the company puts me there I stay But what is your point of view? I have no point of view <laughs> Supposing the company thinks that I think so too All right, so yeah. Jeremy I made, some, I made some points on yesterday I guess, no hang on Tuesdays, Distantly Social and you have specific, not refutations exactly, but. Um, uh, well, I was saying to Danielle, like, oh, I have, I have a rebuttal. And, there you go. But, like, I didn't want to call it that because, like, it's not a rebuttal. It's like, oh, like, I know a little bit more about this yeah, than. No, let's call it a rebuttal. What, what the hell? You know, let's rock and roll. It's a rebuttal. It's not a re- so. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got to be, be confrontational so we can, you know, bring in. List, list, it's not television. That doesn't make any sense. What to, but, yeah, so. Crossfire. Two things I talked about with Robbie. Yeah, or um, we'll take them whichever order you want. But the two, the two that you you specifically had information on were um, uh, why streaming services and music don't go to a kind of cable or won't go to a cable bundle model, um, which might be a little bit in the weeds, well, but that's fine. And then the other one was about ordering from and how we should feel safe about ordering food. So whichever one you want to tackle first. Rock yeah. Up. So for, first of all, I want to be clear. It's 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 probably it's more like why we haven't seen the bundle replicated on the internet yet mm-hmm. it could still happen it might still happen especially as we see like amazon and apple try to build whole ecosystems that just sort of include video streaming too mm-hmm. and so apple like th- there's this long run thing where everything like they're they've had a narrative for a while they're trying to push where it's a services narrative like their business is entire is almost entirely the iphone and it's people buying new iphones what they want to do because as time has gone on and phones have gotten better and better and better people have started stretching out their purchases of of new iphones and so instead of buying them every year every or on a regular upgrade cycle they're now stretching them out to like three years or even four years. And that's, you know, that's fine. They're still in the Apple ecosystem, but now they need to spend money with Apple in different ways. And so they're like, they're thinking, how can we keep people in it? And so that's where you start to see stuff like Apple music become important and iCloud. And they started this gaming subscription and they also have started a, like they've had this for a while, but they have a thing where you basically pay Apple monthly. Mm -hmm. You get, a new iPhone, you get Apple care. And then after you've paid off, like the payments are supposed to go for two years after you've paid off one year, you can just upgrade. You can just trade in an upgrade and basically keep on making payments indefinitely. Right. And there's like this future state of, Oh, a state of world where you just pay Apple a set fee every month and you get an iPhone an iPad, maybe even a like a MacBook. You, like they'll have tiers, they'll have options mm-hmm. here, but you basically just pay Apple and you get all of Apple's stuff bundled together. And when that is, and once you once you're doing that, like, is there a reason to go elsewhere to subscribe to individual channels? Is there reason to go like pay extra for Spotify? For a lot of people, the answer is going to be no. No, oh, sure. Uh, and so. Yeah, that's like the future state where maybe the bundle starts to come back together where you're bundling a video service and a music service and whatnot. But the reason it hasn't happened yet 
on the internet the way it happened with cable where you're like you're getting like you you say like hey i want to pay 50 bucks a month and just get like and and just get the channels i want i like get like a bundle of channels the way the cable company used to give you mm-hmm. is because while bundle economics still makes sense on the internet because distribution cost is zero on the internet. It's just sort of baked in Mm -hmm. the most economical thing these companies can do at least right now is try to get their most valuable customers to pay them the most money. Mm -hmm. And so they form a direct relationship with customers. It's a longer lasting relationship and they're getting more out of each one of them as opposed to what happens now where like a, you know, a company like ESPN, they're, they're the biggest part of your cable bundle they're getting like tens of dollars for every cable bill, regardless of whether or not you watch ESPN. And so the people who really value ESPN are getting a great deal. If you just take into account ESPN, the people who are, do not value ESPN are getting, are getting ripped off on that. The reason they still subscribe is either inertia or because they value something else elsewhere in the cable bundle, which again is bundle economics but it doesn't work in a world where suddenly a lot of the jobs that was being done by the cable bundle are no longer best done by the cable bundle. So like education, news, uh, almost most forms of entertainment, basically the only thing that isn't done better elsewhere is sports. And now we're testing that seriously too. Yeah. In a serious, and in a real way. Well, and that the, I mean, what was so funny for me was so recently we got, we got the Disney plus and, Mm -hmm. um, there was a deal they were running where you can get Disney plus Hulu plus and ESPN plus yeah. all in one bundle. And we already had Hulu plus. So I thought, well, fine, it's cheaper. You know, like that sounds great. Let's add it all together. And so I got ESPN plus and I was sort of excited because I don't have cable. And I was like, Oh, I can watch sports center and I can watch ESPN. You can't watch anything on ESPN. Yeah. I no, mean, it, it is nothing there. And so it really, and since it's free with these other two things, I'm not going to get rid of it, but it is like in the bundle situation, like you were just talking about, but it is completely useless because sports rights aren't distributed in the same way on, on, you know, digital platforms and the sports world being the last live television being kind of the last thing that over the air and cable has on the internet. It's really holding on to that old model for all it's worth because that's where they make, you know, that's where they yeah. make their money. And, and now that's really being tested. If it wasn't such a good business all of this time, this would have happened a lot sooner. It's like mm. a testament. To, it's a testament to how good the cable bundle was. Yeah, that it lasted this long. But and one of the links I sent in the email is to a story about how, like, even before sports got canceled, we were probably about to fall off a cliff because you've started to see Disney, in particular, but all the services start to move the shows that they were going to put on linear TV and instead just bypassing that altogether, putting them straight on the streaming platforms. As a result, the cable bundle, even if you change nothing else, is starting to get progressively worse. Mm-hmm. And so people are going to start making the calculation of, oh, you know what, if I, you know, I don't need to subscribe to the cable bundle, I'll just subscribe to CBS All Access, or I'll subscribe to like the Hulu, Disney, ESPN thing. Uh, and as long as they right now, again, as long as they don't need sports, they're right. going to be better off with almost any of these other 
other options. Sports is also super interesting. I'm like with sports canceled, I'm actually most concerned about the regional sports networks because I think they're going to get absolutely hammered. ESPN oh, sure. will still sort of be okay because one, they've just got, you know, such a bigger budget and a bigger library of content, um, especially like non-live sports content, like documentaries and stuff. The And also there will always be a market for uh, like, stand like big standout temple event games mm-hmm. um but what's been happening over the past five years or even you know, like maybe a little bit longer than that is the sports leagues are sort of are starting to like test the fences on going direct to consumer but let's talk about food too because that's the other thing you said right why you trust why you trust uh food at this point which i mean like, feel so great like it's it's the the short answer is like food service employees i i understand licensing requirements vary a little bit but you are like you don't you're not supposed to just like show up one day and immediately start serving food you actually are supposed to get licensed as a food Mm -hmm. handler sure and part of that is education around sanitation and part of that is education around what happens if you mess it up and so it's sort of drilled into folks' heads that you need to wash your hands constant, that you need to wash your hands on a regular basis, that it's, it's taught, you're taught where things, like where bacteria and other pathogens can live if you let them and how to clean those surfaces. And so right now I would trust a food service employee more than just about anyone. So I have no problem going and getting takeout from pretty much anywhere. And that's been borne out so far in the data. I don't think there are any uh, major parts of this outbreak that have been tied to food service establishments. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very true. Yeah. And so, yeah, for that reason, you know, for that reason alone, now you might say like, I don't want to go to Chipotle because I'm concerned that the, like that employees might come in sick and they're constantly handling things individually that are like, maybe it's a slightly higher. Probability. I mean, it's, I would say for me, cause I think you're right. I think, I think everything you say is correct. It, there is, a, but there is a certain psychological, like in order to relax and enjoy the food, mm-hmm. I have to, it's that funny thing of disconnect for me is I have to not think about what's going on because mm-hmm right up until the moment where it arrives at my door, like the guy is in a hazmat suit with a mask on, you know, like, like it, we're reminded constantly that there are, there are pathogens to be aware of. Oh yeah. And I wouldn't want to do delivery right now. I would. But that's all, that's, I mean, I, well, see the, the thing is like the choices are kind of limited on that sense for people mm-hmm. too. So it is like, but even if you go into the store as I have, like everyone's still like totally masked up as they should be. And it just, so the constant reminder of that, <laughs> means that like to a certain extent I have to have a, a a clean bill with my head about how the food is prepared and that's why I said on that episode like pizza I trust because it's cooked to death and chipotle only because there's so much handling of it does it make me go it just kind of puts in my head I don't mean like both of them are still open neither have had any problems I'm sure they're fine but yeah that's just like my own psychological issue I think with that yeah, and this actually raises a larger thing that's not just going to apply to food, but we're pro- in the near future because of this, we're going to see a like we're going to basically see the equivalent of TSA security theater, but for all public places oh, and sure. lots of food establishments. Um, I know people have been saying have been saying like I'm only going to trust restaurants where um, people get paid sick leave, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually going to be really you know yeah 
really it's going to be really tough for independent establishments because the the companies most able to weather something like that are like the big chains the chains yeah so there's going to be consolidation and expansion of lar- of companies that are already big yeah. like the, the benefits are benefits in, in quotes like the the, right. the growth opportunities are going likely going to accrue to bigger to bigger um to large restaurant groups in the short term yeah and then we'll see what happens and you know in the long term obviously. yeah but yeah that's part of the reason why co-founded a pizza robot company because it, ma- yeah. it sort of makes it possible uh this like this this has been going since 2016 but it's makes it possible for it, it makes it more fle- it makes it makes it possible for these establishments to be a little bit more to be more flexible and not put people in positions where they're just doing rote work that mm-hmm. is just like it it could otherwise be done by a robot. And as we say, as we are thinking about now is also an obvious source for pathogens to enter mm-hmm. the process. Sure. I'm going to end on pizza robot. Cause I'm going to include the video you sent me in the show notes. And then people have to go to the show notes and click on that. Cause Jeremy did indeed say the words pizza robot. How can you get anywhere? Junior have no fear. Whoever the company fires, I will still be. You will still be. Here.